Free agency days two and three are gone, and personally, I thought they were pretty rough for Patriots fans. It seems that the Patriots were just not as aggressive in trying to get guys, and I know that New England usually isn't very aggressive in free agency to begin with, but unless there's a deeper plan that I am missing, maybe leaning to the future or maybe even later in free agency this year, so far, I have been very unimpressed. And it could just be that last year made a really big impact on my expectations for the Patriots in free agency, but I do believe that the Patriots have been too quiet so far. But anyway, let's just let's just get into things and really the events that happened in the past two days. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another podcast and today we're going to be talking about free agency days two and three. The Patriots day two saw the Patriots trading Chase Winovich for Mac Wilson. And this trade wasn't bad. In fact, it's a good trade. To put it simply, New England is getting rid of Chase Winovich, a guy that I loved back in 2019, but unfortunately has simply not found a role on the defense, whether it's because of a rift between him and Bill Belichick or not. Again, some of those rumors have been uh, floating around, but again, Winovich is still a great player. He provides some nice pressure, and he was a solid special teamer, but unfortunately, he simply was just not going to be able to change the game for the Patriots, and like I said, he was primarily used on special teams. And so with this lack of usage made him a trade candidate, and the Patriots struck a trade with the Browns for linebacker Mac Wilson. Now Mac Wilson, he's a guy that I've heard from Browns fans, is not exactly impressive. And that's fair. He's not exactly a consistent tackler, but what he does provide is speed and coverage ability. Finally, New England is going to be able to get a guy that they can put in coverage and expect at least some decent results. Some fans might not like this trade, but especially as a depth piece, He's a great addition to this roster. Next, we have to talk about James White, who I am very happy he is going to be able to come back on a two-year, $5 million deal. A very simple and cheap deal for arguably one of the Patriots' most valued and prized possessions on this team. Mac Jones will finally get the luxury of being able to use him as a premier checkdown option, one that is much faster and much quicker than Brandon Bolden, but can also be used in the red zone. White was a guy that I honestly just couldn't see thriving outside a Patriots uniform, which honestly is just not a knock on him. He's a fantastic pro player, but he's been utilized on the Patriots in a specific way that other teams just cannot do so. I think potentially maybe a team like the 49ers could have used him in a proper way uh, because obviously Kyle Shanahan loves his running backs, but White also probably wouldn't have seen the same playing time as he would have in New England. And so definitely this is a win-win for both sides. And again, he's just a fantastic player to use on screen plays. And like I said, a great player on third down, just as a great check down option. Now we have to get to the bad news on day two, and that's Shaq Mason is gone. And I'm still absolutely fuming about this move. New England had no business trading one of the best guards in the league for basically pennies on the dollar. Now trading Mason was a good move. In fact, I encouraged it. And you might be wondering, didn't you just say that you were upset about this trade? I am upset about this trade, but I'm not upset about the idea of trading Mason. Trading Mason, like I said, was a good move. Mason is an excellent player, but has a cap hit of $7 million this year and $8 million next year. So trading him for at least a third or second round pick would have made perfect sense. Now, at the same time... Ted Karras had already left it to free agency and already signed with the Bengals, so trading Mason was going to be a gamble with the offensive line becoming even thinner, and at that point, it would have become a set of positions of need. So trading Mason, while being a gamble, was not a bad move. 
What bugs me is what New England got for it and who they traded Mason to. They traded Mason to the Bucks, who have TB12 coming back, also happy March 17th, but they traded him for just a fifth round pick. Now I know the cap hit's not amazing, but a fifth round pick is nothing. And also to the Bucks, I mean, why the Bucks? I mean, you could have traded him to any other team, but no, you had to reunite him with Tom Brady. And so when you look at this trade from the grand scheme of things, the Pats, in the past eight months, have given up their top two players in Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson, and their best offensive lineman in Shaq Mason, for a grand total of a fifth and sixth round pick. I have no idea what Bill Belichick is thinking right now. I don't know what kind of plan is going on, but right now I am absolutely upset. I am just, I, I still don't understand why get rid of Gilmore if you're not going to sign J.C. Jackson anyway. Why get rid of Shaq Mason if you're only going to get him for a fifth round pick. It just doesn't make sense. And so obviously from the tone of my voice, you can tell I'm upset. And so, yeah, I mean, really, this really set the tone for how I was approaching free agency in the next couple of hours, even going into day three, which, I mean, spoiler alert, was just as bad, if not worse. But yeah, let me just finish things off on day two. Yeah, I mean, overall, day two, it wasn't great, but it just certainly, it wasn't exactly ideal, to, to say the least. And, you know, really, I thought New England would have been able to get somebody else, you know, maybe Russell Gage. From the Atlanta Falcons, he would have been a nice addition. Maybe even DJ Chark, who signed with the Lions. So, like I said, New England had a less than ideal day. But somehow it got worse in day three. And so, yeah, the Patriots had a horrible day three. That is all. The Patriots did sign former Texans veteran cornerback Terrence Mitchell. And this is a decent signing. It's obviously not too flashy. But, again, Mitchell is not being signed to replace someone like Stephon Gilmore who, speaking of which, is still in for agency, and I think New England could potentially want him back, though I don't think Gilmore exactly, you know, feels the same considering their, you know, how they ended things in New England. But Mitchell is adding depth to a position of need, and he will likely be the cornerback too. And so I do have some quick hit thoughts on him. He is an experienced player, as he has been in the league since 2014 and bounced around a couple of teams. I believe he's bounced around the Chiefs, um, the Texans just now, and the Browns. And supposedly, he's a very coachable player, says Brown's defensive backs coach, Jeff Howard. But yeah, he's basically just a depth piece, and he is bringing that veteran experience, and so I'm definitely not mad at this signing at all. And then we had a frenzy of departures, and so let's just quick hit them really quickly, because they aren't exactly too major. You had Gunnar Oshesky, who was not tendered by the Patriots, which would have cost them around $2.4 million. Honestly, I think there probably could have been something worked out really to keep him because honestly I love Gunnar Sheski. He's a great return man and he was an all pro in twenty twenty. And so I definitely thought that New England was gonna be able to work something out. But instead that he was let go and there definitely is still a chance that he does return. But yeah, that's just another piece that New England does have to fit in. Next we had Jakob Johnson and Brandon Bolden, who were both picked up by the Raiders. And this is interesting because the Raiders who are now being head coached by Josh McDaniels and former player personnel leader Dave Ziegler. Um, it's very interesting that they are approaching these Patriots players, and it's definitely not a bad thing. I definitely uh, think that the Raiders are going to benefit from uh, Brandon Bolden's leadership and Jakob Johnson. He is a great fullback. Again, you really can't say much about fullbacks, but again, with Alec Ingold leaving the Raiders in free agency, definitely not a bad thing that they are getting that fullback position taken care of. 
But then, really, that's about it that happened with the Patriots. I mean, there were just a lot of rumors and trades that happened. And, you know, you might be wondering on the surface, wait, how could day three be the worst so far? And so just, you know, listen to this. New England is on the verge of losing Trent Brown, a free agent, and he could be heading to Seattle. But Trent Brown's departure could potentially be offset by Lael Collins, who was in the mix of trade rumors involving the Patriots. But then the real bummers are just a bunch of free agent signings. Chandler Jones, a guy that I was hoping would be reunited with Bill Belichick, is signing with Oakland. And the worst one of all is Von Miller signing with the Bills for a six-year, $120 million contract. Now, personally, I think this contract is way too long. Six years, especially with Miller entering his age 33 season. Again, he's been incredible, but he's not going to be incredible after three years on this contract. That's just facts. He is simply not going to be the same player. And honestly, no defensive player usually is. That's usually the range where defensive players just like to retire. And so I think that's definitely why this contract is pretty much front-loaded. But yeah, especially with the Bills being division rivals, it just does not help. And, you know, he just adds one more piece to an already frightening Bills roster. Then you had Chris Godwin, who was re-signed by the Bucs. And yeah, I mean, it just feels, I, I feel, I feel empty inside, really, because I feel like there should be, there should have been some sort of catch. There should have been something, really something that would have happened to the Patriots in free agency so far, where you really had hopes going to the next season. And instead, I already have more fears going than there, because now we have questions on defense, really in the secondary. We have some questions in special teams. Our offense doesn't have a number one receiver still. And so, yeah, I mean, there is still Julio Jones who was released by the Titans, but you can't expect the Patriots to pick him up, especially after the season that he had. Again, there are caveats of him being on the Titans, and so I'll get into that on a different episode. But there are just so many issues right now with the Patriots roster that you just, I don't know how New England is going to be able to progress next year. And in fact, I do think that they will regress. Now, I'm hoping that Mac Jones doesn't regress. In fact, I'm hoping that he does progress in his career. And I hope that he does become the Patriots quarterback that we are looking for. But that's going to be really hard when you have a terrible defense, really predictably, and you don't have a number one option. Again, it is still very early in free agency. This is only day three. But at the same time, if New England is going to act like this for the rest of free agency, then we are going to have some very serious issues. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I'll catch you guys hopefully day after tomorrow for days four and five. I think these combo episodes are working better than just day by day because we don't exactly get too many uh, big trades or big uh, news, especially about the Patriots, day by day. And so yeah, definitely expect to get one probably on Saturday. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys later on Saturday. Peace out.